This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Say what you want about the XFL, my guys, but my goodness, they had some uh, some pretty cool... Some pretty cool rules and some pretty cool ideas, and I hope the NFL was was taking notes. Let's get into this bad boy. G-Bag Nation, 5 o'clock hour. How about this? 20 minutes away from the expressway, commercial-free rest of the hour. We'll uh, replay G-Bag of the day, get you some L.A. Live with Lucius Alexander, Bobby Belt, Cowboys Insider, making an appearance as well. We must give flowers to that one guy who probably had the best weekend, maybe the best five-day stretch we've seen in a long time. Uh, but let's go ahead and, and take a look at this XFL situation. We know Broadus's quarterback, Paxton Lynch, got the benching, and uh, that was pretty funny. Uh, now, the XFL does have some former NFL players in it. We know uh, we know about the Nooch, Ben DiNucci, Seattle Sea Dragon, former Cowboy. He had himself a nice little day yesterday. He did one of those Pat Mahomes, flip it into the Forward end zone. Flips, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like that one. Took an L, though, against the defenders, right? D.C. defenders? I believe he did take that L. Uh, But how about Flash Gordon? Josh Gordon himself is in there, and he had a nice game, uh, which is to no surprise. The dude is a total stud. A.J. McCarron had a nice game, former Alabama and uh, former Bengal quarterback. You had former first-round pick Vic Beasley. Let me ask you the question. Yeah. Is he known more for his wife than his ability to play football? 100%. Okay. 100%. Yeah. Uh, Mark, Creepy Brett Musburger. Yeah, yeah, Brett Musburger, <laughs> man. That that sound dude, will man. live forever. Uh, you have, yeah, Vic Beasley, former Clemson edge rusher, played for the Falcons, first-round pick. His career just, like, evaporated very, very quickly. He had one or two years in the NFL that were pretty dang good. sacks, right? Uh, yeah, Martavis Bryant, former Steelers wide receiver, uh, among some of the former and NFL players that are in the XFL. First catch in, like, five years, I think I saw with him. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, I was honestly, I was like, okay, I mean, he's certainly got the talent for it, but I just haven't heard that name in forever. But man, the XFL is implementing some really cool rules. Like there was a part of me that was like watching this. There's a futuristic feel to the way they're going about it. Now, outside of the talent, uh, the talent on the field feels like a bit of of, of a regression, but everything involved with the strategies and the rules and the broadcast itself felt a bit futuristic, and hopefully the NFL's paying paying attention. And uh, a couple of those rules, let's start with the way they do the the reviewing process and, and challenges. And, and right now in the NFL, coach does a challenge, and then you wait around for the referee to tell you what the what the actual ruling is going to be and you have a uh, a referee correspondent guy like a Mike Pereira or a Dean Blandino who's giving his opinions on it but what or they might carry or a uh, yeah, Mike Carey. Well, not anymore. He oh, was a, he was a one and done. He's not. He's Mike Carey's not doing this anymore. Mike Carey is I one know. and done. I'm I sure. I'm sure he's still collecting like a CBS paycheck of sorts. You know how it goes. Uh, hey, was the contract anybody, was the contract. Was there anybody that was worse than on his job on TV than Mike Carey was? I don't want to say Emmett Smith's name, so I'm not. You wouldn't say Emmett Smith's name? Nah, I probably would. Um, Emmett, it was it was tough sledding for for all Emmett. 
Mike Carey was, I don't think there was ever a game. It got to the point where they even wouldn't even go to him. Yeah, it was. They'd go to the sideline. Fired! <laughs> By the end of the season, it <laughs> like was. They were going to go to the sideline reporter. <laughs> yeah, they boxed him Beth, out. Beth, what do you have down there? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get your thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I do think the NFL should adopt the XFL's live review process. So now it's a challenge, and they're showing you a split screen of, in this case, Dean Blandino. Uh, and he is the one who's going about making this decision, and you're hearing him go through his thought process as he's doing it. He's talking you through it, and then you hear him relay the information to the head referee and tell him what is going to go down. So here's just a little snippet of a particular game. This is actually the Arlington Renegades game, and they were down 14-3. to Next thing you know, they end up winning the game. Down 14-3 at half, of course, and, and they win the game. So shout out to the Arlington Renegades for that one. But here is just a little snippet of what you can imagine like if the nfl adopted it this is how a challenged play would uh, would look and sound it gives us a chance to listen in to dean blandino back in the xfl command center my best look your hand out i've got control i've got the left foot down in bounds let's go to our line for you to get a spot dean i had some traffic there i can't hear you yeah mike we're looking at the catch at the sideline i've got a really good look i've got control and i've got the right foot down in bounds so we're just going to give you a new spot so we're going to go to the 46. It's going to be first and 10. First and 10. It's going to be on the right hash. Right hash. And we're going to go on the ready for play. And we're on the ready. So first yep. and 10 at the 46. You got it. I think it's a great example. A lot After of review, play. the ruling on the field is a completed pass. The receiver had firm possession of the ball with the right foot down inbounds. It's Once first down. figure out the call, line. then we got to figure out clock, location, and sometimes that's what takes a moment or two. Then you see the efficiency that the command center is able to operate with. Sometimes, you know, you're looking at a million different looks and it's, ah, you know, I don't know. It's it's called on the field incomplete. Boom. Dean Blandino, great job of executing. It's done in about 30 seconds. Get a new spot and a nice conversion for Arlington. So uh, it certainly went the Renegades way, which is nice. Okay. I didn't see the games. Did I just hear the play call in the huddle? Uh, I, I think you, you hear you hear a lot. The There's field incomplete. Boom. Dean Blandino, great job of executing. Right, it's done in about 30 right. seconds. Yeah, you heard that. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't as simple wow. as Andy Reid's corn that play. That's what, right. are, what are we, what are we <laughs> Throw that one away, fail. Do we, do we get to do that every, do we get that every, every time? Maybe the NFL shouldn't adopt that particular uh, portion of the XFL. I, I like this. I like what we're doing here. No, I mean, as a fan, I enjoy it too, but. But that was, I mean, the efficiency uh, with, with how quickly they got that thing done and then just getting that behind-the-scenes look at, at how they come to whatever conclusion they come to, I feel like that's that's kind of fun. Instead of just seeing some random replays and talking it amongst yourselves of what you think, you just hear the uh, the decision-maker go through his process, you're, you're, you're discovering it in real time, and then boom, there it is. We move on. We rock and roll. I think the NFL should, should definitely adopt that one. I like that one. I like that rule a lot, too. Uh, okay, so one for one so far in adopting the rule. The The next one is the way they do the point and after. And the play call. Let me hear the play call. Yeah, too. let me hear every, the play every call. Every time, yeah. Uh, only if John Gruden's the coach and it's his Spider 2, Why Banana Insanity. of yeah. like a It's like a chapter-long book that the quarterback's having to read in order to get the, the playoff. He broke down Chris Sims, right? You ever see that video that time? They were in Tampa, and Sims couldn't get the play call in the huddle. And he Gruden, just rips them. Lost. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a new quarterback. Yeah. 
Somebody put a Peterman in here for yeah, me. Exactly. Uh, now, the way they do the point after, after an XFL touchdown is scored, you're not kicking an extra point. You have three options. Your offense is going to be on the field for all three options. You can go for the one-point play, the one-point extra point, which is just a, a, from two yards away, from right? Two yards out. You can go for which a, the Eagles would do every single time because they've got that ability. To yeah, the that, tush push, the tush push. Yeah, and and they might the NFL might be banning that one. We'll find out. Yeah. But so so you get the the one point play from the two yard line, or you can choose a two point play uh, where you go in from the five yard line, one play to get in the end zone from the five yard line. Or you can go to the ten yard line, and that's a three point play. So that is that is really fun. The extra point, I know they've moved it back and made it a little bit more challenging, and so now there's there's more involved there. Here's Brett Maher just consistently missing extra points because it's not a ten yard kick; it's a thirty five yard kick or whatever it is. But I think this one, two, and three point play opportunity, the offense and the defense being on the field, it is way more fun from a fan standpoint, and not just getting to sit back and watch it, and, and that's watching one more offensive play, one play to get in the end zone, obviously much more fun than watching an extra point, but also what it does for these games where you're kind of never out of it. You can there, there are no leads that feel insurmountable. I just talked about the Renegades being down to the Vipers 14-3 to at, at halftime, and then they come back and win. Well, then you have the San Antonio uh, Brahmas versus the St. Louis Battlehawks, and that was uh, just electric at the end of that game because it's a 15-3 to game with 90 seconds to go, and the team that's losing in this scenario, the Battlehawks, end up coming back and winning. Why? Because they have these opportunities, and it starts with the ability to go for three after a touchdown. So it's 15-3. to three. There's 90 seconds remaining. Battlehawks get a touchdown, and they go for the three-point play. They get it. Now it's 15-12. to 12. Okay, cool. Well, the other rule that the NFL will hopefully adopt one day, and they, they reviewed it last year. It was up for adoption, if you will, for the NFL. Last year they decided against it, but maybe they will revisit, and it's the ability to, at the end of a game, instead of doing an onside kick – you get one play. Fourth and 15? It's a fourth and 15, one play to get 15 yards, and if you get it, then you retain possession and your offense gets to stay on the field. That's exactly what the Battle Hawks did. So they're down 15-3. to three. They score the touchdown. They get the three-point play from the 10-yard line. Now they're only down three. Instead of the onside kick, they go fourth and 15. They get the first down via a pass to the sideline, and then they march down the field with 60 seconds remaining or whatever. They score the touchdown. They win the game. It was outstanding. You know, with all the things you just described, did you see the scores for all the games? It's all scoregamis. It's like this scoregami scores. Oh, 22 to 20, 33 to 12, 18 to 15, yeah. 18, 22 18. It's all <laughs> scoregamis. Yeah. That's because you don't have the traditional way of packing on extra points. Even more reason, man. We're going to get a weekly NFL scoregami, which is every, few and every far game, between nowadays. Every game's a scoregami. Every game's a scoregami. Yeah. Who's going to hate that? No. Nobody's going to hate that. No. Are you implementing all these rules? I'm I'm in favor of all of these rules. Do you like all of them, or is there one that you're like, eh, maybe you, not? You want to know the rule that, that or the, the adjustment? And I, I do. I appreciate everything you ran through. The one that I like is the kickoff rule. Did you see how that works where they – they're five yards apart, and they're already downfield. Yes. And like so, like and the the uh, the the defenders can't attack until the ball's caught. 
So now you have kick, and you have the lines are five yards apart. So now you have just go, and they just start battling. And then, you know, you have, I think for safety reasons, that makes a ton of sense. Instead of having the kickoff oh, just, team just sprinting sprint. down yeah, the field. Absolutely. Put them five yards apart and then let them. I think maybe you're a little bit too deep on, you know, because you got to maybe give the returner a little room to operate. It mm-hmm. seems like they were a little bit closer to the returner. But I like the fact that you don't have those big-time collisions, you know, if you're talking about safety aspects. Definitely. I mean, from a safety standpoint, and it doesn't really change the field position. You're consistently seeing these teams after the kickoff in the XFL with that different rule starting around the 25, 30-yard line. So it doesn't really change anything. And and they could take one of these rules and put their own little spin on it. Maybe the NFL says, hey, a 4th and 15 for an onside kick – that's we, we want it to be even more challenging than that. Maybe they make it fourth and twenty. No, fifteen's you know? good. Fifteen feels good to you. Yeah, yeah I mean it feels fun. good to me, yeah. but I think the NFL may want to tweak a couple of things. Even something as simple as the game clock that you're seeing on the screen has the milliseconds. Once they once they get under a minute, you see the milliseconds involved as well. And so it's so just you could, a, have a, you could have a point two situation here. Yes, yes. Yeah. And so even even something as small as that was like, yeah, I'd like to see that, especially mm. with how many times there's an obvious delay a game, mm. and they and they don't they don't call it. They give them like an the offense an extra second to snap the ball. Mm. Uh, but I, I even like the the just showing the milliseconds there on the on the ticker. But overall, it was. I didn't watch all the games. I watched moments of some of them and then just went back and, and saw some of the things that they implemented. And I'm like, dude, the NFL should get all over some of these things. The extra point one, I think, is my favorite. Yeah. Like, why are we doing the extra point kicks? Because now in the NFL, they'll miss them. Yeah, they will. We've seen yeah. that firsthand. Yeah. But it's still not, from an entertainment standpoint, wouldn't we rather watch these offenses? Oh, sure. Have to get two yeah. or five or ten yards? Yeah. And, and and again, it changes the the math on the game. Scoregami, all the scoregamis and all the comebacks. No lead is safe. Yeah. It's it's kind of like the way the NBA is now, where yeah. no lead is safe because of the three point shot. The, it's it's the NFL's own version of yeah, that. The Battle Hawks scored what like fifteen points in the fourth, all basically in the last ninety seconds of a game. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah. It was it was it was a ton of fun. Josh Gordon, he did have six catches, seventy four yards, and a touchdown for the Sea Dragons. There you go. It does help the Nooch that he's got Flash Gordon to throw to, yeah. who should still be in the NFL and probably still being productive in the NFL. Um, if it wasn't for all those uh, those those drug tests that he couldn't pass. Yeah. Now, uh, there, quite a few of those. Some people are saying that this guy should be drug tested, and uh, we'll tell you who it is. And we need to give him his flowers. This might be the best five day stretch in American history. That's next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, 
the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's expressway time here in the G-Bag Nation. Great to have you in on a President's Day Monday. Let's uh, let's give some flowers to the man of the weekend, Bobby Belt, Cowboys insider coming up in a few minutes. LA Live will close us down. We'll replay the G-Bag of the day and uh, hit some randos, do whatever Lucius wants to do. It'll be a party. There's no question about that. How about a 6 o'clock Ask Broadus? 6 o'clock Ask Broadus. You can text him in at 877-881-1053. We will be giving uh, the flowers that are well-deserved to the man of the weekend. Uh, but we had All-Star Weekend in Utah, and I guess Micah Parsons might have been there, or maybe he's just uh, in, in the middle of nowhere, Utah, enjoying some relaxation and, and scenic views. But uh, he tweeted out an hour ago, did Micah Parsons, the air quality and peaceful sleep I've received in Utah is just beyond amazing. So uh, there is Micah Parsons. Maybe he soaked in All-Star Weekend. Maybe he just went out to relax. I'm not sure. But apparently the air and the sleep in Utah is top notch. Yeah, Lucius says it's uh, some of the best he's ever experienced. Yeah. There's a reason to go out there and hang out and have fun. You got a little po' boy stuck in your throat right now? Do I I sound like I do? A little shrimpy shrimp? Gosh. No, you're good, bro. You're good. Uh, you did have it was the first official. It was the kickoff to crawfish season, right? This weekend for for Brian Broaddus. Yeah, we uh, we we did some crawfish this weekend That's and good. watched Daytona 500. Had a lot of fun. Um, you know, enjoy. Uh, actually, uh, David Collins, Lyle Collins' brother, uh, cooked the crawfish, and I. You know, it's one of those things where you're when you know how to cook crawfish, you just kind of like your armchair quarterback in this thing. Not at all. Really, I, I completely. Stayed away while he did the whole thing. Yeah, but you have to stay away because if you're anywhere close to him while he's doing it, you're just lobbing advice and, and corrections no, right from the sideline. Nobody, nobody, the sideline. Wa- nobody wants that. No, nobody wants nobody that. Nobody wants that. I mean, I offered, I'm like, uh, I did do something for him, though. I did clean the crawfish. I had this uh, this device called the, uh, the Pro uh, Cajun Crawfish Cleaner. Mm. And if, you know, you look it up, it's... The triple C? It's not a it's not a cheap device, but if you're really into cooking, you know, shrimp, crawfish, you can even throw game in it and stuff like that, you know, wild game, vegetables. It's I wish I would have come up with this idea. It's a like a pickle bucket, you know? Just like a big pickle bucket. Mm-hmm. And or or at least or a work bucket. You get like, like a, a paint little, bucket. Paint but but a bigger, a lot bigger. Okay. You know? And what they did was they put a, a spout in the bottom, like you connect a hose in the bottom of the bucket, and you drill. They drilled holes in the top, so you have a bucket. You, you know, you screwed on the top of the mm-hmm. bucket, and it just pushes the dirt, like the water level rises, and it pushes filters the, out all the dirt, all the dirt. So your crawfish or anything you want to put in, like vegetables and like that, it, it takes all the dirt out of or off. I thought that was the allure of the crawfish. You just no, accept you wrap no, your arms no, around the fact no, that you're no. eating a little bit of dirt. Today. No, no, you don't want to eat. No, muddy crawfish are not good. Okay, it, and it ruins your water too because it messes up your seasoning. 
So, yeah, the Cajun crawfish cleaner is really, really It's the good. crawfish boil, but the MVP is always the sausage, right? The sausage is, is Or is good. it the potatoes? I always felt like... Or the like corn. The corn... Man, you're naming everything. I was about to say... David well, Hellman would say it's the mushrooms. I, I'm not familiar with the mushroom. David Hellman would say that because the, the mushrooms soak up all the, the boil. All, all the, the flavors. Li- all the liquid, yeah, but... Yeah, you could do, like say, you could do the, the best thing to do is is the andouille sausage is really, really good. It's top-notch, man. Yeah. Speaking of top-notch, Mac McClung has had a top-notch last five days. And shout-out to Texas Tech and the Red Raiders and uh, what they have cooking right now, which is the reigning NFL MVP, Super Bowl MVP, and the reigning NBA dunk contest champion, Mac McClung, headliner from the All-Star Weekend, no question. It was really, really fun to see this dude go from G League, sort of nobody from an NBA standpoint, to being just absolutely bombarded celebrated. and celebrated by all of the NBA's best players who were hyped up to see him dunk like uh, just a total animal, man. More surprised, the crowd more surprised Max ability or the guy doing it. The, the fact that the white man can jump. Yeah. He's 6'2", 185 pounds, and he's got- I was just I was thinking how I'm going to ask this cr- question. Crazy bunnies. Because they're awesome and white. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Dawson. Uh, it did. It does add to the, the- There's no way you're voting. I mean, if you were gambling on that- Funny he enough, would- he was skyrocketing in the odds. Like, you could have got him at, like, plus- 400 or so middle of last week once you got to thursday friday people were catching wind like oh, oh this mcclung guy's a professional do you feel dunker like, okay wait, do you, they, people went back and watched he, videos yeah he became the favorite by thursday or friday it was like okay this guy is the absolute favorite and he showed up and showed out he went from the g league to being picked up by the sixers he wins the dunk contest he goes four for four all dunks we've really never seen before, and they were all first-try dunks, which made it that much more exciting. It's not like, okay, you get a taste of it, but he rimmed out and he's got to do it again. You see that time and time again for the dunk contest. This dude was just one and done every time, clean as a whistle, and he even said he had like three more in his back pocket, three more dunks that people have really never seen before, that he felt like probably would have scored tens across the board as well, and so I imagine we'll certainly see him in the dunk contest again next year, and if I'm McClung, I'm just trying to make this my thing. Like, hey, I will be the dunk contest guy, okay, Uh, for the next five years or so. Just let me dominate this, and uh, let's see who can beat me. But he goes from G League to the Sixers. He's now signed by Puma, so he's got himself a shoe deal. And then, of course, he he wins the slam dunk contest, and everybody goes crazy for him. And so I, I do think it is the the best five-day stretch we've seen for any one individual in a long time. And if I have this correctly, just for the dunk contest earnings, he's made just about as much over the weekend uh, with the $100,000 dunk contest winnings as he has for his entire professional basketball career to this point. One hundred and six grand is what he's made as a basketball player. He made a hundred grand on Saturday for four dunks. How cool is that, man? I'm happy for you, Matt. No, McClung. I'm very happy for him. Very happy for him. And I, I, I was not totally familiar with his game. And when we talked about no, this last I, week, people I, were like, bro, this McClung, like truckwreck.com fan text. He went to he went to tech. So people in this area are very familiar with his game. And they're like, dude, hey, McClung, he goes crazy. And, and now all the old like high school videos of him are circulating 
And and that's exactly what he is, man. He's a professional dunker. What shirt did he throw on? What jersey was that that he had on? He repped his high school. I love when people rep their schools okay, like that. Okay, so he went with his high school then, right? Yeah. Yeah, he went I with the high that. school. I'm trying to remember what it was. A Gate City. Yeah. yeah, Gate City. Yeah. Is he number zero? Number Gate, zero, Gate, Gate City. City. Yeah. Right. To go look up them Gate City highlights, I was looking at them on Instagram going crazy. Riff Raff, the rapper Riff Raff was uh, posting those joints. Okay. Apparently, they're related. Apparently, they are cousins. Let's go. That's another thing that's come from this. All right, do you know who Riff Raff is? Broadus? It's okay. You don't have to be shameful about that. It's not like know. he's one of the best rappers in the game or anything. But I, you sure should. On my mind. You, you just Google. I Google shared, for I me. I shared the same last name as Snoop Dogg. Uh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, do you? Uh, I don't know if Riff Raff. I would like to think that was his God-given name. Uh, first name Riff, last name Raff. Raff. Google him. Google image Riff Raff. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, check out the Raff family. <laughs> yeah, dude. All the Raffs, dude. Yeah. They they bring it strong. But big shout out to Mac McClung, dude. That was that was really really cool. And it just came right up on the screen. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of course. Has he got cornrows in a grill? <laughs> what's what's all about? <laughs> Hang on, we're getting there. Yeah, Riff Raff's a superstar. Oh, all right. Yeah, he's hilarious. He is really he's funny. Funny. Great follow on the social medias. Yeah, ridiculous. He's a legendary rapper. Social media. Jody High Roller. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Jody, Jody High Roller. Roller. Get familiar with the his Versace game. Panther. All right. <laughs> Lucius, this guy was an MTV guy, right? 100%. Uh, okay, was, from G's to Gents was the show he was on. Okay. All right. So this is like. But Fonsworth J. Billy was the host. <laughs> I watched all of that. Man. Yeah, I'm from that it. era, bro. I Lucius that is a historian. One. He can't oh, be, he is. He is a historian. Yeah. Steph Curry tweeted. Um, he hashtagged Mac McClung. Uh, he did misspell McClung's name. He forgot that second C, but it's okay. He was still showing respect. He says, man was a viral High school dunk phenom still working his way to the league, but let me go get that dunk contest trophy right quick and bring it back to life. Unreal. Hashtag Mac McClung without the second C. And McClung quote tweeted it. Appreciate you, GOAT. The dream is the journey. And Mac McClung is now, uh, he's an NBA legend forevermore. Right, Put some respect to my name, man. Spell it right. <laughs> Spell it right. This, no. this Mac, this guy, yeah. Hey, G League has the best dunkers, by the way. They, they, they go crazy they in G to. League games on the dunks, to. man. They have to. Well, and and McClung's one of them, and, yep. and maybe maybe that's where they pivot. Maybe they bring G League guys up every every year during the dunk contest because you're not getting the big names. They asked everybody, "Hey, Ja, are you thinking about?" No, man, I'm not ever going to do the dunk contest. Everybody's blaming LeBron for it, and I guess he was the pioneer of superstar dunker who elected against doing the dunk contest, so I, I get why people go to that. But John Morant's not down. Anthony Edwards was actually asked about it during the game, and I think we actually have the sound here. We have Anthony Edwards, Minnesota Timberwolf. Mavs fans know him because he, he danced all over us for 30-plus uh, just last week with the Timberwolves, but he's a great personality, and during the game, they did like an in-game interview with him, and they asked him about, because he's a young stud who's got the bunnies and, and dunks on people's faces all the time in-game. Anthony Edwards, are you ever going to do the dunk contest? Now, Reggie Miller and a lot of guys want to know, could you possibly get in a dunk contest one of these years? Nope, nope. Come on, and stop playing. <laughs> nope, I just like dunking on people, man. Oh, you heard that, Reggie? like dunking on people. You really can't guard me, bro. Yeah. I, and I, I like that answer. That's better than just the John Morant, like the, haha, no, I would never. I'm too good for this. He's just like, no, I'm sorry. Anthony Edwards, I, I need somebody to dunk on. That's the only way I can I can really get off that way. I'm learning uh, something about this riffraff guy. Okay, what you got? His first name, birth name is Horst. H-O-R-S-T. Horst? 
Yeah, that's not interesting. Look at all his nicknames. That's the interesting part. He's got like 27 of them. They're all hilarious. Dude's creative. He's ridiculous looking, but he's creative. Well, he's all, okay, it said Johnny High Roller. Yeah! JTV River. Oh, Jody. Get it right, yeah. McClung, with, uh, without yeah. the second C. Dale Dan Tony. Let's go. Uh, Brendan Hallahan. Did I say that wrong? Did I say something wrong? Uh, no, I, no I, I'm not familiar with any I, of I, these. I, like, he's got a, his, uh, Lucius, I don't know if we could say this on air. Oh, God. From the Balloween 2016 Halloween tape, he is one of his songs. Uh, be ready for the dump here. Oh, Lord. Bitches in my driveway? Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think we're all, I think we we're good? all square here. Are we good? <laughs> we might need some more context with them. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I love how he asked that like a question. Yeah. <laughs> Bitches good? in my driveway <laughs> for 500? <laughs> I was it. just, I'm just looking at some of the things. Ho, ho, <laughs> ho, ho, loco is another one we had. That's a certified banger. Yeah. These are these are these are good songs. I would I would imagine I'm not familiar really with his music. I just I I know him honestly more from social media than anything. He was born else. in Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's a, a Houston, Houston rapper. Guy. He's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna need to run back some of these nicknames for him if he's got all of these nicknames because those are great. I can't wait for uh, the drop of what Broadus just said to live on in infamy forever. Uh, the nine seven two says it's not Mac McClung anymore. It's Mac McHung, uh, which. Oh. Is uh, which is probably one that he would appreciate, Mac. But uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and, and get to the Diamond Factory fan hotline and welcome in our good buddy, Mr. Bobby Belt. Bob, happy President's Day, friend. Howdy, fellas. Um, yeah, I, you know what's interesting there about Ant saying, like, no, I, I was, like, gunking on people, bro, is, like, wasn't he the one who, like, he went the first two weeks of the season this year without dunking? And when, like, Slam Magazine asked him about it, he was like, bro, I can't just jump over everybody. But, like, no, I guess that's the only way he wants to dunk. So, Oh, I, I, I didn't even know that. Maybe that's the case. He's certainly – he's yeah, pivoted. He, he had, like, zero dunks for the first two weeks of the season. Everybody's like, what the hell's wrong with Anthony Edwards? <laughs> well, he's, uh, he, he's, he's been dunking since then, and everybody wants him to get in the contest, but he's most certainly not. Now this is uh, this is Mac McClung's dunk contest. I think they should re-sponsor it. It should be a, it should it should be be, a trophy named after him. Yeah, the Mac McClung uh, Dunk Contest Champion Award. I, I, am, uh, I am a fan of that one. Uh, I, I did impressive. I said National uh, President's Day, but it's also National Muffin Day. I'm going to get your favorite muffin uh, before we before we get <laughs> you out of here, Bobby. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> a little cowboy conversation. Did you see the C.J. Stroud intrigue? Uh, yeah, I mean, okay. Like, I mean, they, they they've been interested in plenty of people before. Like, they liked Kayvon Thibodeau too. Like, I mean, they they like guys, but. Like, do I think there's any chance of like, hey, this is a factor here? No. And I think if, if somebody's trying to say that's a factor or this could be something at play that, that you know, could cause them to make some sort of decision at quarterback, then that's just, well, I mean, it's February 20th and you got to have something. So Dang right. Now, are you like me and I think Broadus as well of hoping that the NFL was taking some notes on the XFL and some of those some of those rules they implemented? I, I mean, I like I do I've I've always liked the fourth and fifteen, or I think when the AAF did it, it was like fourth and twelve um, for the onside kick. And in place of the onside kick, you just have to convert fourth and twelve or fourth and fifteen. I've always been in favor of that. I always thought that was a good idea. The kickoffs were interesting, the way they have them yeah, kind of lined up on yeah. the receiving side. That yep. that prevents the head-on like field-long collisions. Um, so I think that that's pretty interesting. Um, and, uh, but, but I mean, those are kind of the two that stood out to me as like, Oh, that's, 
that's pretty cool. I'd like to see him do something like that. But uh, in general, I think, you know, the, the XFL and I, I think, I mean, I think there's a place for these sort of alternative like spring leagues. And, you know, I, I think that if you wanted to use it as a training ground for officials or, or for trying out rules, like you could develop those sorts of partnerships. The NFL seemed really leery of wanting any sort of official partnership with anybody since NFL Europe went down. Um, but I, I think that it absolutely could have some benefits and, you know, that that's a way for them to, even if they're not testing it on their own, it's a way for them to, I think, just take a look and go like, okay, how are fans responding to these aspects of it? And I think just about everybody would enjoy the excitement of like a fourth and 15. The only problem is like Patrick Mahomes would probably never lose again. Bobby are you know, the Cowboys. We're getting close to the, the combine time and stuff like that. And a lot of the focus seems to be on on Zeke and the contracts and maybe even Tyron Smith. Is there something else that, you know, when you have the opportunity to sit down with Jerry and Steven and those guys, is there another question you you would like to ask them about this team going forward? I mean, I think it's less about the guys they might say goodbye to and more how they're going to prioritize the potential extensions. Because, I mean, there's – Four of them staring you in the face right now. It's uh, Trayvon Diggs, CeeDee Lamb, uh, Terrence Steele, and Dak Prescott. And Terrence Steele wouldn't even be an extension. He's technically out, but as a restricted free agent, he's sort of operating under the the control of the Cowboys, and so it would essentially function like an extension to get him done. Um, but I know when you hear Dak, it's just it gets such an immediate visceral reaction from the people who don't want him here. Of like, why would you ever extend him? Okay, well you can free up more money by extending him than restructuring him. You need to free up the money somehow. You've got to get some of that cap space going, and the extension would just clear up more money and and more evenly spread out the hit. It, it's something that if you restructure, you don't free up as much as you do on an extension, and if you restructure, it shifts the financial burden even heavier in later years than an extension would. So I'd be interested to hear their approach on that. I think that's why Stevens talked about an extension is because he knows that that's a a real possibility that they look at there. Um, But then also just, I'd like to hear their thoughts in general on Trayvon Diggs, how, how ready they are to work with him, what they think of him, um, what they think he might deserve and, and how willingly they're to play ball. Because my, we, we kind of kicked this around this morning uh, RJ and I did the, the thought of a Trayvon Diggs extension. And if Trayvon Diggs wants to be paid like the top corner in the game, then you take Jair Alexander, who makes $21 million a year. You'd adjust for the inflation of the cap so that he's getting paid a similar percentage to what Alexander was when he signed his deal. That would bring it up to 22.7. And then you figure a couple extra to be the highest paid in the game. You assume Diggs will ask for something like $23 million annually. And I would imagine the Cowboys on their side would say you're more of a J.C. Jackson. And if we adjust the cap for the J.C. Jackson money, you get up to almost 18 million. So being 5 million apart, potentially. um, And these are just, you know, connecting dots on what they'd ask for. This isn't like hard numbers or anything like that. But we look at if that's where they would fall down, which I think is likely they'd fall down somewhere in those territories. $5 million is a lot when you're talking about at, at that level. Um, when you're talking about 18 to, you know, $23 million instead of 50 to 55 or 45 to 50. And, and that, that's substantial in and of itself. But even when you're dealing with those figures more around the twenties, that's just, that's a big gap that'll have to be closed. And I don't know that they'll do it in time this time. I think that 
like we've talked about here, it'll be in a situation where Trayvon Diggs and the Cowboys, you know, negotiate a little bit. And ultimately I think he just plays out this season and then they tag him next year and figure out what to do after that. Bobby, the, what do you think the Cowboys biggest, and this is probably an unfair question, the Cowboys biggest issue with Diggs? Um, as a player. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, so, or is there not an issue? No, I, see, that's the thing. I don't know that it's so much like an issue. Obviously, see, like, that's what I want to know. Better. I would like, that's you what want... I want to know from Jerry and Steven. That's like, if I could get them off to the side and say, hey, do you have an issue with the way that Diggs plays? And I'd be interested in, like, if they said, no, we, we really don't. You know, because that tells I, me I what they they're going to do. I don't know that they could come up with an issue. I think it's more just like, are you that guy? Are you the top paid guy? Like, it, it's not so much an issue, it's so much of as, like, I wonder if they view, or I feel like they probably view it as like there are tiers here and you're not that tier. You would not be the guy we'd want to make the highest paid corner of the game. Now, I, I love Diggs. I think that Diggs is, brings so much to them, and the Cowboys know this too. The Cowboys believe he brings such a immeasurable energy and nastiness and then was a big part of the culture change on the defense that made them a, a tougher uh, more, you know, just nasty and, and, and intimidating unit. They believe Diggs was a big part of that. Um, but in terms of his actual play, I think that obviously he gets beat on the double move sometimes. Um, he, he has the issues with the tackling. Um, you know, he, it's weird to say, you don't normally say this about a corner. You would say this more about a receiver, but there have been times as we saw in San Francisco and other points during the season, he has focus drops where they're right there for him and he drops them. And so I, I think that there's nothing that they really dislike about him. I think they think that he's continued to progress well, and they think that he'll continue to progress well in the future. I just think that they may say, but are you that guy? Are you the top? We don't know that you're the top. All right, Bobby, best muffin flavor on national muffin day is what? Um, man, this is, this is awful. I haven't been able to think about muffins. I've been trying not to think about them because of, so, you know, I, I can't eat them right now. Um, I, I, I like a good pumpkin muffin. Those are pretty good. Okay. That was number 10 on the list. So, uh, you passed the test for today. Thank you for the time, Bob. Love you all. Love you more. There he goes. Cowboys insider, Bobby Bell. You can catch him 530 to 10 a.m. or 6 to 10 a.m. I guess, because he gets the late start with Sean and RJ yeah, each and sure every does. weekday morning. Now it is time to head into the Pim Cup with Lucius Alexander for a Monday edition of LA Live. Yeah, I got something for you, brothers. Uh, let's see. Riff Raff nicknames right here. The Peach Panther. Okay. That's good. The Neon Python. <laughs> Jody Hyrola. Okay. Mr. Lamborghini Leglock. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Lamborghini Leglock. Uh, let's see. Aquaberry Backfist. <laughs> what the hell is Neon Knuckles. I didn't know if I could say any of these. <laughs> the Freestyle Scientist. Oh. The Texas Tornado. There's one for you. Texas Tornado. Rap Game Bon Jovi. That's hysterical. Yeah. Uh, Aquaberry Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Party McHardy. And the Neon Icon. <laughs> what the heck is an Aquaberry? Oh, he's hilarious. Aquaberry Backfist, Aquaberry whatever the hell. It's hilarious, man. Just follow him, especially when he goes live. Uh, I got headlines and a question for the Tolos right after Rick. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you squares. It's time you smoke. Fire up this funk and let's have a toe. 
I thought we could have been closer. <laughs> RIP watch out, the coach. Goat. Yeah, watch out, coach. That's yeah. that gas, bro. <laughs> yeah, Take it slow, man. Take it slow. LA Live for February 20th, 2023. Happy Dad President's Day, people. Uh, shout out to the station merch. I like those shirts you guys are rocking. Yeah. Do we look cute? Yeah. Twinkies today? Look, uh, looks nice. Uh, is there any other color? It's blue. <laughs> right. Blue, yeah. Like, you look it up. Yeah, maybe. Give me a white one or something like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I dig the t-shirts. I'm going to need a double XL. What? I found that out myself. This is an XL, and I know it's one wash away from becoming my wife's G-Bag Nation shirt. I went shirt. three. <laughs> you went with the triple? I went three just, just to make sure. It's a triple play. six. It's a veteran move just, right just there. Just to make sure. Yeah, uh, shout out to intern Mark. I know you're probably listening. Can't pronounce your last name. But he helped me come up with those logos you guys are wearing. I, j- I jacked that from a Nike shirt I used to have back in the day. It said Hustle. Oh, wow. I was like, yo, let's put this together. He helped me put it together, man. So shout out to him. With the grenade and everything? Yeah, yeah, all of that. It's, it's basically the G-Bag Nation white with the red. It's basically that. Classic, bro. Yeah, man. So it's just in case I die, you know where it came from. You yes, know what sir. I mean? <laughs> Give yourself yeah, the don't flowers. Die. Lord will do well, hey, you know, if Lord willing in the creek, don't rise. I'm going to the lake if that happens. <laughs> <You're> going- <laughs> I'm gone. Right. I'm so out of here. <laughs> We're going to need to replace two people in the G-Bag Nation that day. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> uh, question for the Tolos. Name something that was invented because of stupid people. Name something that was invented because of stupid people. And I say that respectfully when I say stupid people. Uh, because, you know, you just probably haven't learned yet. That's okay. Uh, let's see. I got from the Tolos. Instructions on the shampoo bottle. <laughs> it's pretty much self-explanatory. Yeah. Put, it, about, put about, it in your hair. Yeah. It's called head and shoulders. Well, head and shoulders, could that could make you be like, wait, where, am I supposed to go hair and and on the on the delts. Just saying. Name something that was invented because of stupid people. Uh, the do not try this at home warning. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, how about all those like ridiculousness and wild boys and jackasses where they're like, wow, people are actually going to try and do some crazy things with a snake. And so we're yeah. going to have to warn them not to. MTV advises you not to staple your nets. <laughs> you gotta tell somebody that Bro, the, that show Scarred You remember the yeah, show I Scarred? Yeah, I do, I do The most do. bleeped up clip of the day was my favorite every, every single episode Some guy, like, his arm falls off at the skate park Name something that was invented because of stupid people uh, The do not eat warning on Tide Pods <sighs> That was a whole thing that was for a, thing. a while That was a thing for a while yep. Yep. The labels on batteries that say do not drink. I didn't know there was labels on batteries that say do not drink. My gosh. I didn't know that either. Neither did I. Uh, the sun shades you place in the front of your car. The sign that says do not drive while shades is in place. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to the Tolos for sending me this. Hey, I think I might have a winner here. Uh, come on, But come the on. texts are flying in on, at text. a rapid rate right now. But shout out to the 469 whose kid said the calculator. <laughs> that TI-89 boy used to get by on that job. Was built for what, guys like me, yeah. man That thing was amazing, though, yes. the calculator We need those, man My cousin is like a mathematical genius He teaches at, at Columbia and everything oh. Who's a mathematical genius? Who? 
It's amazing. Dude, yeah. yeah you were just, yeah, you were built different in a, in a great, great way. By the time I got to sixth grade, I realized I, I, it's, it's oh, not yeah, for yeah. me. Long division. I was almost out of there. They got me out. <laughs> and it's, you yep. start carrying things. Yep, yep. And, and there's letters involved. Yep. And I'm like, okay, this yep. is just. Uh, I got left behind. Name something that was invented because of stupid people. People say truck nuts. It was invented by stupid but It's all good. <laughs> NFTs. Uh, any kind of warning label, I think that is egregious. Well, warning labels are Lucius, important. I was going to go a different route because you're familiar with this. I was going to say the saddle. <laughs> Saddles are amazing, bro. Because, because <laughs> if you've ever ri- ridden a horse, just bareback kind of thing. I've never bareback. You can, I mean, falling off. Somebody invented the saddle because stupid people thought you could ride a horse yeah. that way. <laughs> yeah, just fall off. And yeah. gender, re- gender reveal oh, parties. I think that was made by stupid people, but oh, it's all gravy. Yeah. I appreciate you guys for, for participating. I do think God invented Pat Mahomes because he felt like he gave us too many like Nathan Petermans for a long time. <laughs> I got one for you, boys. G <laughs> <laughs> back of the day. We do it every day here on the fan at 2.30. Our winner, and he's the winner of the Doug contest, Mac McClung. And Drewski. Drewski was right there on the floor as Mac McClung won. Listen to Drewski. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! They need to drug test that white boy! They need to drug test you! They need to drug test him! Drug test him! They need to drug test him! <laughs> oh! That's so Mac was loving it too. He was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's seeing Drewski talking about him. He's smiling everything. You see the video. He liked it. Did you see the video of Shaq rubbing Drewski's head yeah. and getting a little bit weird with him? He's <laughs> yeah. like, bro, I'm not, I don't have a bald head. Like, why are you doing this to me? And he's like, hey, these are Shaq's hands. I like you, Drewski. He's like petting him. Shaq wanted to palm his head. <laughs> Headlines for you boys right here. Uh, you're looking for a job. A confidential informant in Nevada can make up to $85,000 a year with a monthly pay of $7,000 a month if you're looking to be an informant. And damn near all of the states are about 80 and above to snitch on people that would most likely probably kill you. Yeah, there's, there's no <laughs> For way. the small price of 80 yeah. grand, 80 and grand. potentially your life. Yeah. You can take sweet vacations when you're alive. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You can do things when you're alive, but that might be it for you, Jay Reed. Well, might come get your ass. Yeah, multiply that by 20, and maybe you got it. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah. Price went up, bro. I didn't know they just like put out like uh, Craigslist ads for looking yeah. for informants. So I thought yeah. you had to like you know had to be a trusted informant. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're looking for somebody to snitch and die for. It's a real hail mary when you're on Craigslist looking for the job. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you got you know your people. Uh, let's see here. People are debating whether sex scenes belong in movies or TVs anymore. Guys, your thoughts? Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there is there. I there's a place. There, there's a place for it for sure. There's a place. They don't have to tell a story. They don't necessarily have to overdo it with it. Like well, there's right. there's a way where it's like okay, we get we get the picture and then it, it goes to the next day. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. I watched a series called BMF, uh, Black Mafia Family, uh-huh. and Meech and Terry's parents on there. They keep having sex scenes on that show, and it's disgusting. Yeah, on the show. Disgusting, bro. I'm like, come on. It's a lot. Oh, it's Five, like, ten minutes sexy. What is this? Like in their 60s kind of people? I feel like it. Oh, okay. I feel like it. I'm being respectful. I'm, there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but we don't have, I don't, we don't need to sexualize those parents on this show. Every episode, too. Like, I get in a movie, Every hey, episode, one thing, bro. we're telling an entire story right now. The episode, when it's a Every season episode. thing, 
It doesn't need to be every episode. Every episode. And the dad is cheating now, so we got to see him twice in one episode. But another latest, ridiculous. But great show, ridiculous right there. <laughs> another headline, uh, Los Angeles will begin painting all of the streets white to bring down summer temperatures by 10 degrees. Imagine white streets out here, y'all. Dude, hey, if it's going to bring, if it's going to make my summers a little bit less unbearable, I we won't be able to see. It. We won't be able to see from up here. Once that sun hits yeah. those streets, you're yeah. blind. Oh, that's true. What is that going to do to like the accident rate? Like this is an experiment yes. before they really go too crazy with that. Yes. L.A. doesn't seem like that hot of a place. Like if you said, okay, we're going to do this in Phoenix or something like that, I'd kind of like, oh, okay, I get what they're doing here. But the temperature's not that raging in L.A. That's right? a good point. It's a good point. I know it'll look cool, but. It's a bad idea, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Broadus, you talked about this last week. What do you do for a living? Remember old girl was making some money off her big toe? Oh, yeah. Another guy. 700000 And there was another dude standing next to her. Maybe it's her boyfriend. I don't know. Uh, he got an you inheritance. You saw the video, what I was talking about? I got about? it right here, here for you. Go. I want everybody else to hear this. Yeah, listen. here we go. Company based out of South Africa. I inherited like a 40% stake uh, about a two and a half years ago. I am a college student, but on the side, I sell pictures of my big toe. How much money do you make a year as an heir? I don't know. I'm worth roughly 300 million. You're worth 300 million? And yeah, I mean, an equity in the company, yeah. I prefer not to say. Can I guess? Yes. 100,000? Way more. 500,000? Yes. Where do you guys live? Santa Monica. Okay, do you rent or do you own? I rent. rent. How much is rent in Santa Monica? I'm paying 15 grand a month. 15,000? Yeah. You write on the water? Uh, I'm on the promenade. How much money is in your checking account right now? I don't know. You want me to check? Couple yeah, check. We're going right now. 7326000 So what's the worst part about being an heir to a mining um, fortune? Civil rights issues. <laughs> Jeez. Half a million for a big toe. Yeah. She was pretty proud about it. I don't blame her. I mean, I would be, too, if I was getting yeah. that type of money off my yeah. big toe. Yeah. I mean, but why couldn't we? I mean, who's to say you don't have a half a million dollar a year toe, Lucius? I don't know. I feel like we should. I feel like, honestly. Dawson sounded you, like he's trying to talk his girlfriend, fiance. I feel like I've done that, too. Yeah, into yeah. doing this. She told me she could. Oh, she's like, you should start it. Go ahead. You run it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't That's a whole other thing now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, all, that's like a job. Yeah. That, that becomes a little bit too much work for yeah, you. Now I'm picking out which photos. Oh, yeah. This is going to get them boys. Oh, with my <laughs> girl's photo. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like, I want I want you to do it and make the money off it, and I'll benefit from it, but yeah. I don't want to be directly involved. I'm with you there. But I wonder, that's probably the best advice that all these billionaire people that go give money advice. It's yeah. like, hey, shoot your shot with your own toes. Maybe maybe you have a half a million dollar a year toe and you don't even realize it. Seriously. Shoot your shot with your own toes. Eric Chiafalo. Business advice, baby. message of the day. <laughs> Charles Barkley was up there taking shots at the city of uh, Salt Lake, Utah. Salt Lake City, Utah. I don't know why he did this. I'm a big fan of that area. These people going to heaven up this way. Ain't nothing to do with this boring ass city. Now it's boring. <laughs> boring. Ain't nothing to do with this. It's a great city. It's a great city, but ain't nothing to do here. These people all going to heaven. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've never ate so much room service in my life. Can't smoke, can't drink. <laughs> These people going to heaven. <laughs> Where they going? <laughs> they going to heaven. <laughs> 
Can't smoke, can't drink. <laughs> the the, uh, the the room service line was the room pretty service special. line was good. That was good. So wait, so what's the rules there? There's no like you're not you can't go to a sports bar and, and enjoy a cold beer there. Is that I mean I hear it's I don't dry. Understand what it wasn't that dry means. where I was at, but the Mormons thing. I hear it's dry. No, I had, from everything you've told me, it was the opposite of dry where you were at, Lucius. Like a water park in Utah. Oh, this guy right here. Slip and slide. Detroit. Detroit. What up, though? Let's go to some hockey. Detroit Red Wings. Uh, this old player, Chris. Chelios. Ha! You, you, are, you, hey, look, you see my little prep sheet or something yeah. over here? No, man. I was just trying to help you. You in your bag. Uh, good for you. Uh, during the 2009 Winter Classic, he was benched. And instead of just pouting, he's like, man, put me some beer in this bottle, bro. You mentioned that, yeah. <laughs> Lucky enough that it was in my hometown, Chicago, Wrigley Field. Grew up watching the Cubs. It was surreal. Beautiful winter day, froze. The bad part being yeah. Mike Babcock tried to yank me out of the lineup. <laughs> Kenny Holland won the battle. I played two shifts, sat on the bench, and Brad McCrimmon told me I wasn't playing another shift. Had the gay, the guys, the trainers spilled the yeah. Gatorade bottles of beer <laughs> and had the best seat in the house. So it worked out for me. Yeah. That's great, dude. Yeah. He has a, uh, Lucius, he has a chili, uh, well, used to, a chili restaurant in Chicago. Chilios is chili, uh, chili. And it was like legendary. So he was like a good a, beer drinking place, yeah, probably. Yeah, he, he had it. Yeah, he was, he's a legend in Chicago. He absolutely is a legend. And I feel like that's an untapped market here, especially this time of year, like just a chili only spot. Do we have one of those? I don't. I don't know. It's. I it, would know about it now. Like if is we the did. We, is yeah. the weather? Is the weather that cold to have a chilly place? You think? I mean, I, I think football, fall, even when it's like hey, it's sixty in, degrees. I still, I still. Grapevine was a place called Talberts. I'm thinking of down there on, on Main Street. Yeah, chili. Tal- I, I mean, I could see them having it. There's a yeah, wide variety yeah, over there. Talberts, I think, was the name of the chili place. Yeah. Dude said all white roads sound racist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, it's my time. Happy President's Day. I'm out of here, bro. Thank you, Lucius. Another award-winning edition of L.A. Live with Lucius Alexander here in the G-Bag Nation. Let's get you some Ask Broadus. How about that? 877-881-1053. Ask all the tough questions for Broadus next right here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.